Good morning for Tuesday, August 31st, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's on the front page this morning. New York's recovery is stronger than the rest of the nation's, making soldiers fit to fight without sit-ups, and outlines emerge of future state in the West Bank. In today's national news, lenders will step away from environmental risks, and Hurricane Earl batters the islands. In this morning's financial news, stickers will go beyond MPG in rating cars. The FDA finds egg farms violated safety rules, and Genzyme rejects a bid from Sanavi Aventis as too low. There will, of course, be more business news, along with more national and world stories, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story. It's called New York Recovery is Stronger than the Nations, reported by Patrick McGeehan. By most standard measures of economic health, New York City's recovery from the financial crisis and the recession it started is well underway. The typical New Yorker is less likely to be unemployed or facing foreclosure or bankruptcy than the average American. Homes in the metropolitan area have held their value better than in most other big cities, as more people are moving to the region than deserting it. Tourists continue to flock to the city, filling hotel rooms at the highest rate in the country and at rising prices. Wall Street, still the engine that powers the city, roared back faster than expected, eliminated far fewer jobs than had been forecast, resumed paying out big bonuses, and has begun to hire again. Despite a faltering stock market and recent signals that the national economy is losing steam, economists expect New York to remain on the rebound. We've been feeling on more solid footing in the last six months, said Marcia von Wagner, the city's assistant comptroller for budget. If there's no major shock, I think we're going to have a slow, relatively steady recovery. There were some major shocks two years ago, most notably the collapse of the Lehman Brothers Investment Bank, which heralded the end of the boom years. Lehman's failure in September 2008 caused a panic in financial markets that spurred predictions of another Great Depression. But in the city, far fewer jobs were lost than had been predicted, and there has been job growth for the last six months. In July, the number of jobs in the city was down 108,000, or less than 3%, from July 2008. Over the same 24 months, the nation lost 6.7 million jobs, or more than 4.5%. The city's unemployment rate slipped last month to 9.4%, slightly below the national rate. Still, experts on the city's economy said the effects of the recession were spread unevenly across the local landscape. David R. Jones, the chief executive of the Community Service Society of New York, an anti-poverty group, said that the farther away from Midtown one wandered, the more ravaged the city appeared. While we're seeing in Manhattan that things are going relatively well and there's been a sharp rebound, in some neighborhoods of New York things are not going well, Jones said. And so, while economists agree that the recession is over in the city and it did not last as long or exact as harsh a toll as on the rest of the country, the key determinant of people's current well-being appears to be whether they came out of the recession with a job. Those who remained employed, especially if they had professional or managerial positions, were fortunate. James Parrott, chief economist of the Fiscal Policy Institute, found that in the city the income data masked a deep divide. The pay of managers rose at a healthy clip through the recession, while lower-level workers took significant cuts in pay. 
That doesn't bode well for the recovery in consumer spending in New York's neighborhoods, Parrott said.